we've got a crew already assembled. Today I'm talking about why Top Gun Maverick is the best heist movie of 2022. This is Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie Podcast. Hello, movie friends. Welcome to Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie Podcast. I am Scott, and today I am talking about Top Gun Maverick again, and this time uh, from the angle of considering it a heist movie. And I think it's not terribly surprising, as I'll get into, considering uh, Cruise's own history within the Mission Impossible franchise, often having heist sequences. So, yeah. And without further ado, let's get started. If you look at 10 seconds of footage from Top Gun Maverick and were asked to define what genre the film slides into, you'd probably say action or drama. Makes sense. We've got fighter jets streaking across the sky and Tom Cruise is involved, and he's not exactly known as a horror or comedy guy. What's interesting is that despite being an action movie, structurally, Top Gun Maverick doesn't feel like an action movie. The opening scene is an action scene, but it also has the same general vibe as a space travel movie. Almost all of the training sequences are also action scenes, but all but one lacks anything resembling the same level of tension as the film's final 40 minutes. Which got me thinking, this feels like a heist movie. And once I thought that, it was impossible to unsee. So with that in mind, I'm going to go through Top Gun Maverick and how it uses the heist movie formula to its advantage. So let's start with the basics. Tom Cruise and his production group are no strangers to heist movies. Not because Cruise has been in a straight-up heist movie, but because nearly every Mission Impossible movie has featured a heist segment. To complete his mission, Ethan Hunt has to steal something, then we get to watch him plan and execute said plan right after. Whether it's the wire sequence from the original film or the underwater bit from Rogue Nation, he's got the basics down. First, deliver a clear goal. Second, identify obstacles. Third, explain a complicated plan to get around said obstacles. Four, execute the plan and run into one or more unexpected problems before achieving the goal. And Top Gun Maverick has all of that. We've got a facility where enriched uranium is going to be processed that the military wants the Navy pilots to blow up. The only approach that won't, and the only approach that won't cause an immediate engagement, requires a semi-stealthy approach below radar and extremely well-targeted shots before running into the teeth of enemy defenses. And we've got the added bonuses, like a limited window for training and for the mission itself. But the overlap for heist movie tropes doesn't stop at the mission, because first we have Maverick, the reluctant veteran. Whether the thieves are the heroes or the villains, the leader of the assembled crew in a heist movie is often a jaded and reluctant veteran who might not take the job under normal circumstances. Every heist comes with a lot of risks that can involve include arrest and or death, so more experienced players like to skip jobs with unnecessary risks. They'll often turn the job down or explain why it shouldn't be done before the leverage comes in. This can be a loved one or a payday that's just too big to turn down. Maverick fits this bill nicely. He likes to fly, but he's being asked to train and not fly the mission. Not something he feels equipped to do or even wants to do, but he's being asked to do so by Navy brass so he doesn't get dishonorably discharged after he crashed that test plane. And he certainly doesn't want to train up Rooster and possibly send the young man to his death on a dangerous mission, but he doesn't have a choice. Which brings us to another way to enhance your heist movie, the emotional angle. Something that Steven Soderbergh understands about heist movies, minus Ocean's 12, is that as fun as it is to prepare and watch a heist be executed, it's doubly satisfying if there's an emotional payoff, minus money wrapped up in the end result. 
In Ocean's Eleven, Danny Ocean is getting millions from the man who is now sleeping with his ex-wife and hopefully getting his wife back. In Ocean's 13, the gang are getting revenge on a man who hurt their buddy Reuben. And in Logan Lucky, Channing Tatum wants financial stability so he can see his daughter on a regular basis. Success in the heist means more because it's more than we want that money or we're trying to save the world. Maverick's emotional anger centers around Rooster. Maverick obviously has a lot of guilt surrounding the death of Rooster's father, which seems to be driving Rooster's animosity. But we also find out that it goes deeper than that because Maverick also pulled Rooster's papers from the flying program a few years back, and Rooster is still salty about it. While Maverick later admits he didn't think Rooster was ready, and was also honoring a wish from Rooster's late mother to keep him out of danger, Rooster doesn't know that, and simply assumes it was Maverick trying to baby him or keep him safe. So how do you resolve this when Rooster is one of the few flyers chosen to possibly go on this mission, and Maverick still wants him to get home safe? The movie's solution is straightforward, but effective. Maverick chooses Rooster for the mission, which validates his skills as a pilot. Maverick then pushes him to hit the schedule, and then even offers up himself as a shield for Rooster once the fighting against the Sam sites start. But by the end, they're bailing each other out of certain death and flying together just like Rooster's dad and Maverick used to, in the same kind of plane no less. Granted, it takes some work to get there, which brings us to training. High sequences in bigger action movies like Mission Impossible don't involve practice or training sequences for a good reason. There's no time. And it's assumed that whoever's involved in the heist is already playing to their strengths or existing skills. In a heist movie, however, our involved parties typically need to go outside of their comfort zones or expand their existing skills. This is shown through training, which will take the crew members through their responsibilities and have them practice until they will probably get it right. It may even include a trial run of specific elements of the plan. And Top Gun Maverick has all of this. Maverick lays out the plan at the very beginning, including all of the obstacles, before throwing his would-be pilots into the scenarios they're going to encounter. They practice a dogfight by play dogfighting with Maverick. They run through a simulated course under the conditions the mission will be under, and even practice a seemingly impossible shot into a straight climb that will test them physically. And true to heist movie form, the crew runs into a number of problems, including one that deflates everyone's belief in the mission before Maverick comes roaring back unauthorized to prove it can be done. This is great not just because the mission feels like a culmination of the story and training, but also because the audience knows exactly how and when things can go wrong. Which brings us to the turns. Most people know that heist movies involve some portion of the plan nearly blowing up or actually blowing up. In a bad heist, this is where everything goes to hell. In a good heist, this is where our heroes get to show their mettle by surviving in spite of said difficulties. For the Top Gun crew, namely Rooster, his group is initially too slow behind Maverick's lead and is only able to kick it into gear after a pep talk. And then he has to fire without proper targeting. This whole sequence is a very new hope, but there's not enough time for that today. Thankfully, Rooster pulls through justifying Maverick's faith in him. But if you really want to twist the knife in a heist movie, start introducing elements that no one knew about. In Maverick, this means Maverick gets shot down during the escape, who is bailed out by Rooster, who is then also shot down. The reason this sequence that follows is so fun is because it's genuinely unpredictable on first watch. The audience has no idea how these two are going to get out of this alive, and help is far, far away. Which means, watching this dynamic duo succeed through sheer will and skill on a mission that should have claimed their lives is extremely satisfying. They've hit the payload, they come home safe, and now we get to celebrate. And maybe watch the fountains in Vegas as the big inspirational music plays. Mm -hmm.
This has been Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to join our Facebook group, Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie World, for the latest reviews, discussions, and more. See you next time, everybody, and stay safe.